Welcome to Between Two Spirits, a podcast created by the members of the Youth Council and the Two Spirits in Motion Society. Welcome to Between Two Spirits. Uh, today, this episode is being hosted by Om Batit, and our guest is Jordan McKay. Hello, my name is Jordan McKay. Um, my pronouns are he, him. Um, I'm also a drag performer, so when I am on stage, usually in my drag persona, I'm a Schaefer. You're from a town in northern Saskatchewan. What was it like living in that rural community as a man? Um, I, yeah, so I'm from uh, La Ronge. It was interesting growing up north. Um, I think I had a pretty, uh, when I grew up anyway, this was, you know, when I was in high school, um, it was very, and I'm just trying to struggling to find the right word. It was different. <laughs> Let's say that. I think I kind of had to hide who I was. I kind of had to hide that identity. I didn't come out as gay. I kind of kept it under wraps for as long as I could. I think people understood. Mental health. Yeah, hundred percent. It did. I th- I don't think I really realized it until I was older. Like I would say, once I was nineteen or twenty, I started to really notice. Um, one, one area that it affected me a lot was drinking. I kind of overcompensated by drinking a lot of alcohol. So I would, you know, push away any feelings or if I was feeling uncomfortable or, you know, I would drink a lot. (laughs) Um, what was it like when you lived in an urban community? When I, so when I first left home, when I first left Orange to kind of go live on my own, I was 17 and I moved to Saskatoon. So that was the closest large larger city of where I where I grew up obviously I'm sure you do know um it was a little bit of like a stepping out like I knew I was a gay man and I I had had a relationship with a guy that was sort of under wraps at that point um but moving to the city at Saskatoon when I was 17 it kind of was um almost like a fresh start people there didn't really know who I was um I could kind of sneak around a little bit. I still wasn't comfortable being open with myself and um, sharing who I was. So in Saskatoon, I was still very much in the closet, so to speak, and uh, just sneaking around, <laughs> making sure people didn't know. But I would experiment a little bit more with with who I was. What are some resources that urban communities have that rural communities could use to help their to us LGBTQ people? I think um, resources for sure. I know one here in Vancouver, it's huge, but in, in Saskatoon as well, I know like they would have pride centers or they would have a an organization that is specifically designated for LGBTQIA plus folks. Um, I think having where you would have traditional culture supports as well. I think there should be a specific support for two-spirit people. Um, I don't know if there is one now in our community of LaRange, but I know when I was growing up, there wasn't. As a fellow two-spirit person who's from a rural community and has also lived in an urban community, I think mental health care is very important. What is your view on mental health care in rural communities? Yeah, I... Mental health is huge. No matter who you are, it, it's a thing that has become, everyone thinks it's a hot topic now, but it's been around and the issues have been around forever. We're just now finally 
putting a word to it and we're talking about it. Um, I think small communities, they don't, not all of them, but I, I know my experience with Larange is I didn't really have a lot of support or a lot of places that I could talk about my mental health. Um, being a two-spirit queer person, even going to a counselor that a lot of them, a lot of the people who I spoke to anyway, when I was younger, they didn't really understand. They couldn't relate to me. I didn't have anyone who identified like I did. Um, so I, I really struggled with certain aspects of my mental health when I was younger. And I honestly, I didn't really get a hold of it until I started getting into practicing my culture a little bit more and learning from my elders. Um, give you a quick background story. I moved around quite a bit when I was a teenager and a young adult. When I finally kind of stopped moving around, I decided I needed to move home and reconnect with my family. Um, I went to a culture camp and I was learning from some elders and that kind of really helped me to calm down and get my mental health under control. You've gone back to your hometown and did drag during a pride parade as well as speaking to the town council about raising a pride flag. Do you see any difference in the way that people of your town treat 2S LGBTQ people? I think one thing that it showed me now is because I've done drag as drag performer all over the country and I've done it in big massive bars and big huge stages and I've also done it in tiny little places like Larange and other small towns. But the biggest thing for me is I was most nervous to bring it home, right? Because everyone back home knows Jordan. A lot of people might not know my drag persona of Cheryl, but they know Jordan. And I was a little bit afraid of people seeing that side of me. Um, but I've done drag in Larange a couple of times now. And it just, I feel more and more comfortable every time I do it. Um, I was definitely scared shitless the first time I did it. It was, it was very nerve wracking. Um, but it was also probably one of the most rewarding things I've ever done as a drag performer. Um, and I, since doing drag in LaRange, I've kind of connected with a few other 2SLGBTQ folks in the area. Um, I even had a, a lady who was two-spirited reach out to me to ask if I could, you know, give her some guidance or some feedback of what it's like to, to live somewhere else because she hasn't lived anywhere besides LaRange. Um, I had a lady that wanted me to speak to her daughter because her daughter was trans and she, she wasn't sure, you know, how to make her comfortable at home. And I said, well, I'm, I'm not an expert, but I, I'm a person who have some experience in this. And I, I felt very comfortable talking to them and sharing with them, but it, you know, I'm, I'm just another person who grew up in the North. <laughs> Do you have any advice for two spirit people who are living rural and thinking of moving to an urban area? Yeah, one thing for sure. Um, one thing you need to be really aware of is if you're moving to an area, whether it's closer to home like Saskatoon or it's a big, bigger venue like for, um, Vancouver or Toronto, you have to really be aware that when you move somewhere, it's, and I learned this the hard way, it's not really like a gay haven where everything's amazing and it's all these, you're just going to have the best, most amazing life out here because. There are great things about coming to an urban center. There are just a lot of different people here and you can meet people who are more like you and you can find friends that way. Um, but there's no place like home. Like I, I love living in Vancouver. I really do. But coming back home to LaRange, you know, like I know everybody. My family is there. My connections are there. 
out here in the larger center, you have to be aware that you probably don't have any of those support groups out here. You don't have your family if something goes wrong. Um, so yeah, it can be very nerve wracking. And I, I know quite a few people, friends of mine who would move to a big center and then after like a year, they would just didn't like it and they would move home. And I've moved home myself too. So um, yeah, my advice would be just to make sure you're really well grounded and you're taking care of your mental health as already before you move somewhere. And don't expect that living in a big center is just going to fix everything. That's great advice. I'd like to ask a question as well. Um, you said that even when you moved to Saskatoon, there was still a bit of like an internal struggle, um, which suggests that maybe it wasn't your environment that was really affecting you, but like uh, it was probably more internal. Um, where do you think that came from? I think it was a bit of both. Like I, the the north, I. When I was in the Ronge, it definitely contributed because I didn't see people who were like me. And I knew that people who were out as gay at the time were ridiculed and they were made fun of and things like that. Um, moving to Saskatoon, it kind of gave me that little anonymity where people didn't know exactly who I was. And I could go maybe sneak into a gay bar or I could maybe go to, over to a guy's house or something and somebody wouldn't catch me per se. But I think a lot of the other aspect of it was because of my age. At the time, I was only 18, and I was still coming to terms with who I was and being comfortable. Um, I can also say being back to Saskatoon and being back to Orange, both places have, I want to say, improved in the way that, you know, younger people are growing up and being more comfortable with themselves. Um, I know when I came back to Orange a few years ago, they had a um, GSA at the schools which was really awesome to see. And there were people, there were kids who were like grade seven out as queer, out as trans. Um, they identify as two spirit. And, and I was just kind of blown away at how much had changed since I went to school. Cause I graduated in 2008. So I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that's like changed a lot. And even Saskatoon, like seeing rainbow flags around and seeing how there's, a lot more like the pride festival that I was part of and things that have been around in, in Saskatoon. I've noticed things have changed a lot since, you know, 10, even 10 years ago. And what was it like for you when you like found drag and started getting into that? Like, did that help you in your identity? Yeah, well, it did and it didn't. It was very confusing because I've I've identified as a gay man and I, I still identify as a gay man, but I was very, I had this female energy, this female presence, we'll say. Um, and I've known that since I was a kid, that's always been there. Um, but I remember because I had been doing acting, I had been doing, going out for auditions. I was really involved in the acting scene out here. And then I saw drag performances for the first time and I really loved it. Um, I kind of started going out as a drag queen and going to a few shows but then it kind of gave me that struggle because once I did it so much, like I was very busy doing it and I loved doing it. I almost struggled with, am I Jordan? Am I Cheryl? Am I trans? Am I gay? Like, where did I fit on the spectrum? Um, and I, it confused me for years and still to this day, sometimes it gets confusing. You know, how come people are screaming my name when I have makeup and wig on? And when I look like this, they have no idea who I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it 
it helped me to be more comfortable with who I am for sure. But it also is very confusing because, you know, for me, I'm, I'm still Jordan. I'm still a gay man. I'm still two spirited. Um, but Cheryl is more so like a, a character or a, a person that I play for entertainment. Yeah. I think that's, um, I think it's like good to have kind of like a, a way some way to express different parts of herself rather than like one way that we express yeah to express like our whole self um yeah so your your drag name is cheryl cheryl trade yeah do you have like an instagram or youtube that you want to plug yeah um you can check me out on instagram cheryl underscore trade um i have a youtube but it's horrible and i never post there so check me out on instagram and maybe tiktok instagram and tiktok that's where it's at Mm -hmm. One thing I kind of, I don't know if I touched on a little bit earlier, but I, because of growing up in, you know, the late 2000s and being queer was still a little bit hush-hush. And I was also up north in Larange. You kind of know how there's a lot of homophobia. There's a lot of racism. There's a lot of that stuff going on in in any kind of small town. Um, But I think it's slowly improving. Like from what I can see, I'm not saying it's, great anywhere but i think it's slowly improving um moving to a big center like vancouver i moved here for the first time when i was 20 um was great like i loved that it was just like whoa there's so many gay people out here and there's so many different you know queer two-spirited people out here um but i didn't feel truly comfortable at being happy with jordan from the north and jordan who lives out in this big city until i was um, I went to a culture camp and I started practicing my culture and I, I didn't even really know what two-spirited was up until I met with an, an elder. And that's when I truly felt like, okay, I'm gay. I'm Jordan. I have a feminine side. Um, my, my parents who were very religious, I didn't know where I sat with them because of how I identified. Um, but once my elder had told me about what two-spirited was and what it meant and that we we're celebrated in our culture i was like okay (laughs) now i feel okay about going out to entertain people and drag and dressing up in makeup and wigs and all this stuff too i felt almost embarrassed for a while i think and then now i obviously don't yeah yeah i Mm -hmm. I totally get that Mm -hmm. one thing um i should also mention really quickly and i one thing i've noticed as i'm working a lot because i work a lot with two-spirited folks out here as well Mm -hmm. um I think a lot of people, especially non-Indigenous people, they don't understand that two-spirited doesn't necessarily mean that you're trans or you're, you know, um, gender fluid or even that you're you're gay or lesbian or whatever, you know, like two-spirited was very much about your energy and it really had nothing to do with your, your gender or your sexuality. So that's something that even I was kind of learning after is because I thought, okay, two-spirit means you're gay. But it, it really doesn't. Um, so, yeah, I think it's one of those things that people kind of branch all together. Um, and, yeah, I just I would love to see more two-spirit representation in in media, like this podcast or YouTube or TV shows or anything like that. That would be amazing. Yeah. And um, we're hoping that this podcast and this website can go on and eventually, like, do more. Tell us more about your drag character, your drag persona. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my drag character is Cheryl Trade. I 
I knew at the time when I started doing Cheryl, she's a, my name came from a British pop star. She's a, a singer that I was just obsessed with. She kind of looks like Shania Twain. And I loved her to death. She, I don't know what was so intriguing about her, but I loved her performances. I loved her makeup, her hair. So when I started doing drag, I was very much trying to emulate her. I wanted to look like her and perform like her. And then I think as I've grown into this character a bit more, I I like being creative. I like being like polished in the drag world of, you know, I like to look nice. I like to make my costumes. I like to make all my wigs. Um, but to me, there's two parts of doing drag. I have to entertain you, whether that's hosting or comedy or singing or dancing, whatever it is. But the other biggest thing that I've noticed throughout my years of doing drag is I have to make some sort of positive change. Like there's a political aspect in there. Um, going up to La Ronde was a huge thing to go talk to the town council, um, bringing the Pride Festival up there a couple of times, um, doing drag out here into smaller indigenous communities here in BC. I've done a few times as well. I think it's important. Like I, there's a lot of times people think that we'll just, get pretty and post something online and then that's it you know or we go twirl around at a bar and that's fun but i think there's also comes a bit of responsibility with doing drag so i'm very passionate about giving back to my community in some kind of way i think almost all of the shows that i do at the end we usually have a um a charity number where most of our money will go to right now it's going to the um indigenous residential school survivors society here in bc so yeah, I like to look pretty and have fun and entertain, but then I also like to educate people as well. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so nice to to see you again. I haven't seen you since, um, oh my gosh, I don't even know, since we both lived in the ranch. <laughs> since we worked at yeah. Subway. Subway, that would have been like <laughs> high school. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very long time ago. Yeah. <laughs>